stripe time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland where the Indians are taking on the Minnesota Twins this weekend. A day-night doubleheader on Saturday, day baseball on Sunday. Huge series for both teams as the Indians came into the series. Four games back in the loss column with 15 games remaining on the schedule. Coming up on this week's show, we'll hear from Francisco Lindor and three members of the Indian Stellar starting rotation, Shane Bieber, Zach Plezak, and Mike Clevenger, as well as Indians president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti. That's all coming up shortly, but first, our week in review, and we begin on Monday night in Anaheim, California. The Indians were coming off a series win against the Twins last weekend in Minneapolis. Could they keep it going on the road out on the West Coast? Well, Monday they had Shane Bieber on the mound, and it felt like homecoming night for Bieber, who grew up 15 minutes or so away from Angel Stadium, went there quite a bit as a youngster, and uh, he had a lot of his high school buddies on hand, as well as a lot of his college friends from Cal Santa Barbara, which was about two hours away from Angel Stadium. Well, with Bieber on the mound, the Indians got their pitcher an early lead thanks to Yasiel Puig. Here's the set. And the pitch, swung on, ground ball, first base side, fair ball, it rolls down the right field line. Lindor will score. On his way to third is Mercado, and Yasiel Puig has one of the slowest singles down the first baseline that you'll ever see, but it drives in the game's first run, and the Indians lead it 1-0. In the second inning, Jason Kipnis extended the lead for the Tribe. Kipnis hitting 247, 16 homers, 63 driven in. Here's the pitch to him, and he swings and drives one. Dead center field. This is hit well. Goodwin is back, way back, but that ball is gone. Home run, Kipnis. And the Indians are up 3-0. Home run number 17 for Kipnis. Then in the sixth inning, Yu Chang with an at-bat he'll never forget. Here's the one-two. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Way back there. Gone! A home run. Yu Chang. The first of his major league career. It's a three-run shot for Chang, and the Indians lead it 6-1. to one. Oh, and a big smile on his face as he comes Back to that Indians dugout and a hug from Lindor. High fives from the rest. Good for him. On the mound, Bieber gave up a solo home run to Albert Pujols early, but that was it as he was putting on a show for the many Bieber fans who were in attendance. Now the payoff from Shane Bieber. Swung on, chopped to first. 
Santana with it takes it to the bag in time for the out. The side is retired and Bieber has thrown another strong seven innings for the Indians most likely done. We'll head to the eighth six to one tribe in front. So the Indians win it six to two. That was the final in game one of the series on to Tuesday. Tribe trying to make it two straight over the Angels and they receive more outstanding pitching this time from Zach Plesak and another early lead for the Indians. Thanks to Jordan Luplo. The pitch to Luplo is launched to left way back there. Gone home run Jordan Luplo. Number 12 for Luplo and the Indians take a 2-0 lead. Well, the one area where Suarez has really struggled this season, the home run ball. That is the 20th home run that Suarez has allowed, and this is inning number 70. Luplo all over a pitch that was out over the plate. In the third inning, the Indians were back at it. Luplo drove in another run with a bases loaded walk, and then Franmil Reyes stepped in. Suarez delivers. And there's a swing and a line drive down the left field line. Fair ball. Hit into the corner it goes. One run is in. Another run scores. Puig, and right behind him, it's Luplo. A three-run double off the bat of Franmil Reyes. And the Indians have a big inning here in the third. They now lead it by a score of 6-0. Well, Reyes has been an impact hitter after a slow start following the trade, and the DH comes through with a bases-clearing double, and the Indians have the big inning here in the third. In the seventh, Francisco Lindor hit a milestone home run. First pitch swinging Francisco Lindor launches one high and deep to right. Home run Lindor. And there it is, number 30 for Francisco Lindor. Indians lead it 7-0. And why is that significant? He's just the second shortstop in Major League history to record three or more 30 home run seasons before turning 26. Meanwhile, on the mound, Zach Plesak with his best game in a young career. Two and two the count. Plesak delivers. Strike Swing three. and a miss, strike three, and he's done it. Zach Plesak with a shutout, the first of his major league career in this, his rookie season. That was impressive. That was fun to watch. So quite a night for Plesak and the Indians, an 8-0 shutout win over the Angels and a chance at a series sweep on Wednesday. The Tribe jumped out to another early lead, this time thanks to Carlos Santana. Here's the payoff pitch. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball down the right field line. Hit well toward the corner, and a it's gone. A home run, Santana. How about that? That looked like it hit the top of the low wall down there in right in the corner and then bounced into the seats. And there it is. He ties his career best in home runs and runs driven in. Santana now with 34 home runs, and the Indians have the early lead here in Anaheim. In the second inning, Kevin Ploiecki's RBI double made it 2-0, and then Francisco Lindor added to his home run total. The only players in franchise history to hit 30 or more home runs in three or more consecutive seasons 
Jim Tomey, Manny Ramirez, Albert, Albert Bell, Bell, and now Lindor. There you go. How about that? The pitch. Swung on and he crushes one. Could this be Deep 31? left field, way back there. Home run, Lindor. Second and two games for Lindor, and the Indians are starting to open it up early. 4 nothing Tribe. Boy, more of a line drive than a majestic blast. That's how hard it was hit by Lindor. Home run number 31 for Francisco Lindor. But the Angels were fighting to avoid the sweep. They scored single runs in the second, fifth, and eighth innings. And it was a run-run ball game heading to the ninth. The Indians without closer Brad Hand. Nick Whitgren got the first out. Then Oliver Perez came on, and he retired the left-handed hitting Shohei Otani. And next, Terry Francona turned to Adam Simber to face Albert Pujols. 0-2 the count. Here's the pitch. Sure Swing and a miss. He got him. And the Indians win it and complete the sweep. Adam Simber gets the job done as the Indians <laughs> piece it together with three relievers in the ninth. And that would do it. The Indians sweeping the Angels with a 4-3 victory on Wednesday. Off day Thursday, rain out Friday. Indians back at it over the weekend with three against the Minnesota Twins. Stay tuned. More to come after this. The Sports View. Today's topic, Game Changers. Makes me think of Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Finally, a simple, efficient way to quote home insurance. Let's go to Colin, who will now try to say something. Okay, first of all, are you kidding? Never in my life. Okay, when you see stuff like this, look, I'm not the only one who thinks this, although everybody says I am. Well said, Colin. Well said. Get right to the point with Home Quote Explorer. It's a game changer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Indians playing the Minnesota Twins this weekend. And certainly one of the big keys for the Tribe, the play of Francisco Lindor all season long. Another MVP-type season for Lindor. Now, uh, because of a late start to his season with the ankle injury, he won't reach numbers that, that put him in that conversation. But talk to anyone around this ball club, and they certainly feel that way. He's up over 30 home runs for a third straight season. But to him, the most important thing is where the team is headed as they continue down the stretch here, trying to take it one day at a time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, at the end of the day, we're going to deal with adversity throughout the year. Um, it's how, how, um, how can we bounce back? How can we count on each other? How much um, um, do we believe in each other? And, and that's what we've been doing all year. You know, it seems like every day is somebody new that steps in. Uh, at the end of the day, I don't care how many years you got in the big leagues, how many days you have in the big leagues, you got to help us win. And that's exactly what everybody's doing right now. Where does that come from, especially for a young guy like, say, Yu Chang, who has come up and really done a nice job at third base? Where does that come from when he gets here? Is that something that you might say to him, or is it just part of the system? It's an overall thing. You know, at the end of the day, we're all here to win. Uh, there's no pressure added to each other because you're new to the team or because um, you have to perform. No, at the end of the day, if you don't get it done, somebody else will, and that's, that's why it's all about. After the last homestand, a, a loss on that last day, and it sounded like Tito and, and yourself and some others just reminded the team, hey, one game at a time, and, and each one means so much. Kind of a reset there and, and happy with how it's turned out since? 
yeah, so far so good. Every series is a must, and um, we got to go out there and uh, and play as hard as we can on a daily basis. Um, we got to finish one game better than Oakland, the race, or the Twins. It don't matter who. We just got to finish one game better. That's like that's exactly what we're doing. I know you know some folks over in, in that other dugout on the Twins. Uh, surprised that they've come back, or is it something you don't even think about when when you're trying to just play the best ball you can? We're just trying to play the best ball. Nobody pays attention to what's going on the other on the other side. Um, pay attention to what we have in our clubhouse and pay attention to what we have in front of our toes. That's pretty much what we're doing um, since day one here, and we're going to continue to do that. All right, I know you don't like to talk about yourself too much, no. but you're over that 30 home run mark again. Um, coming up through the system, did, did you think you would be able to hit for the, the power that you have in the major leagues consistently now, three years running? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's fun to see people that are shocked. Where has that come from, and, and what gave you that belief, maybe in the minor leagues, when, when you weren't getting the results that you get now? You just had to learn how to hit. Learn how to hit. I, I, I always been strong. I work as as hard as I can every single off season, and I put work after work. And it's fun to see the people doubting me. That's all I wanted to do: prove them wrong. You do it as a leadoff hitter. And what does that say about setting a tone for a team when you can be successful at the top of the lineup? I just want to be on base uh, and get the game going. That's all I want to do. I don't care if it's a home run or base hit or double, whatever it is. Just be on base and so that, that way you can get the, the ball rolling for the team. Games like this as fun as it gets now the rest of the way? They've been fun all year long. <laughs> Francisco, thanks. All right. That is Francisco Lindor. He hates talking about his individual accomplishments. It's got to be about the team, and uh, you probably sense that during our conversation. But uh, he really is putting together a fine individual season, too, and that means good things for the tribe as a team. Now, Indians president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti, and it has been a season full of highs and lows, a lot of injuries early, but uh, the Indians president of baseball operations loves the way his team has bounced back from whatever challenges they faced to be in the hunt heading down the stretch. It's been a storyline of our season has been resiliency. We faced our show and had a lot of players either injured or not available to us and guys have stepped up and come together and and still given us a chance to to make the postseason so we know we have our work cut out for us over the next 20 games but their kind of resilience their determination to overcome those obstacles has put us in this and put us in this position and when you're putting together your roster in the offseason and, and building things getting ready for a new season I know there's so many factors that go into player acquisitions and, and building a team is that the one area, though, you really can't tell until a team faces adversity? It's really difficult to figure out how a team will come together. I think individually it's something that we seek in players, players are tough, gritty, uh, resilient guys that you know can bounce back because baseball is a really hard game filled with a lot of failure on an individual level. And so oftentimes the players that are most successful are those ones that can overcome that adversity and still succeed. But on a team level, it's much more difficult to figure out how a team will come together and what type of identity it will take the course of the season. How much credit do you give manager Terry Francona for for allowing his teams to, to play through the tough times and still come out in a good spot? Yeah, Tito and coaches said, and the coaching staff set an extraordinary tone for that. Um, Tito talks about it from day one in spring training about, you know, it's how our season goes determined by how we how we handle the adversity that we're that we'll face and to the extent we're able to come together and do that and fight through it as a team we'll be successful if not 
uh, we won't. And he is thinking about that all the time and building a culture within the clubhouse that's that's focused on doing that. And uh, Chris certainly challenges the the last 20 games of the season now. Uh, the lineup's been without Jose Ramirez for a little bit, and at times they've, they've had a tough time scoring runs. What do you see in terms of, of key players now that, that have to step up in his absence? I think really everyone needs to contribute, Rosie. I think that's for us to get to where we need to go and, and be one game better than some of the teams we're chasing. We need to. We need every person on the team to step up, and that's whether whether that's a starter giving up, keeping us in a game early, the bullpen uh, holding on to leads, or keeping a game where it is to give us a chance to come back, and then every guy on the position player club trying to find some way to contribute, whether that's offensively, defensively, on the bases. We don't have much margin for error in the standings, and uh, nor on our roster. So we need to try to take the most of every opportunity we have. Well, yeah, you head down the stretch here, and obviously the the team in that postseason hunt. Uh, from your perspective, much that the front office can do at this point, or is this one of those times of the year where you just have to sit back and, and let this team play? Yeah, I think the thing we're focused on right now is just supporting our coaching staff and players the best we can. In terms of external acquisitions, that, that time's over. So uh, there may be some guys that join the team from Columbus, but beyond that, we're really focused on just supporting Tito, our coaches and our players as best we can, whether that's with information or uh, to help them prepare or in any other way. And some nights in in the postseason hunt are probably easier on you than others. How about last night with with the Indians game going on and Oakland playing on the coast? Uh, how'd you survive that? Yeah. yeah, I try to remind myself that it's supposed to be fun, but there's certainly a lot of anxiety this time of year. The one thing I I know I'd much rather be biting my nails in September than be planning for next year. And so this is a fun time of the year. I'm hopeful that. You know, our players and our staff are embracing it and enjoying these moments, and I hope our fans are as well. You know, Chris, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks for coming by. My pleasure, Rosie. Thank you. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll switch the subject to pitching. Shane Bieber and Zach Plezak join us after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland. Don't forget, a couple of different ways to hear our show. You can catch it on the Indians Radio Network each weekend. It usually drops at some point on Saturday. Or go to Indians.com. You can listen to it online or as a podcast on Apple iTunes. Just go to Cleveland Indians Podcasts or on the iHeart Radio app. So a lot of different ways to pick up Tribe Talk each week. Well, pitching has been the watchword for the Indians, starting pitching in particular. It's been so steady all season long, despite some changing names. One pitcher who has been there from the beginning and has put together quite a season in the major leagues is Shane Bieber. And he had a memorable night on Monday night, pitching in Anaheim against the Angels for the first time in his career, just a stone's throw from where he grew up in Laguna Hills, California. Then he went about two hours away to college at Cal Santa Barbara, and he says, well, in terms of memories, throwing seven innings and pitching outstanding baseball to earn a win in Anaheim, 
pretty high up there on the list in his young career of memorable moments. Yeah, it was special. Um, just kind of reflecting on uh, everything this morning. Uh, it meant a lot to me. It was something that was I anticipated for quite a while. You know, first time coming back to Angel Stadium, the the, the place that I grew up coming to games watching. And, uh, you know, I grew up 20 minutes south of here and then went to school, uh, college two hours north of here. So I had a whole bunch of uh, collective groups here cheering me on yesterday and that, uh, you know, just the support and seeing everybody here and um, being able to go out there and get the win uh, for them uh, meant a lot for me. I know before the game you mentioned, hey, you know, you got to lock it in. It's a, a big game for yeah. the Indians. But when they started the Let's Go Bieber chance, was it kind of hard to do that, or are we okay? No, no, I was okay. Um, it was a little reminiscent of the All-Star game, just not as loud. Um, <laughs> obviously, the All-Star game was a, a little bit bigger of a crowd, and um, but the same kind of similar chant. So, uh, yeah, like I said before the game, and you just try and flush all that. And obviously, I soaked it up, enjoyed it as much as I could. But at the end of the day, I had a job to do, and uh, fortunately, I was able to go out there and do it. Certainly, you could see a, a lot of, of your college folks were here. Uh, but from the high school standpoint, I know earlier in the season you had mentioned uh, because it took you a little bit to get where you wanted to go, it, the support of your folks really was, was big for you in, in your high school years. So what did it mean to, to be this close and, and have them here with everybody from your high school? Yeah, it meant a lot. Just um, reconvening with them after the game and going up to the suite where they were at and seeing my grandparents and cousins and aunt and uncles and uh, obviously my, my parents and my brother uh, meant a lot to me. Uh, yeah, just kind of things kind of obviously are still developing, but in a way they kind of came full circle last night and to be able to pitch in front of them in this stadium. Uh, I know it meant a lot for me, but it probably meant even more for them. So to be able to, to, be able to share that uh, moment with them was, was definitely special. And seven strong innings. And it, it, I'm not sure if you went through a, a, a difficult spell to get through deep into games earlier, but it seems like maybe a second win is coming. And are you starting to feel that here in September? Um, yeah, a little bit, I think. Just, uh, just, I'm just trying to be as consistent as I can. Obviously, the game, there's a lot of things you can't control, and you go out there and just try and uh, execute pitches. Some nights you're going to have it, some nights you're not, and you just try and make the most of it. So that's what I'm learning to try and do. And um, you know, each each outing, my my trust in Roberto and defense and offense and really everything is is growing, and it's a uh, it's an incredible place to be right now. Just kind of in our our state of mind and how we're playing. Uh, over this past week has been pretty special, but um, it takes a lot of the pressure off of me being able to trust Roberto. And uh, you know, he calls it a, a heck of a game, and and he's an incredible catcher uh, defensively and mentally. So um, I, you can say the same thing for the rest of the defense too. So that that definitely takes a lot of the load off of me, and I'm just able to go out there and focus on executing pitches. And it happens all in the big leagues with the Indians. When's the last time you slept in your your old house that you grew up in before a start? Before a start, oh man, that must have been uh, that must have been in high school. I never did it in college, so um, yeah, the other night was the first time in a while. Pretty good stuff. Thanks, Shane. I appreciate it. Thanks. That Shane Bieber had a fun night last Monday night in Anaheim against the Angels. Now another young pitcher for the Indians who had a breakthrough game on Tuesday night in Anaheim is Zach Plesac. His first shutout in his major league career in this his rookie season, and he says he was glad to get the shot at going the distance on Tuesday night in Anaheim. Yeah, you know, I was just really commanding my pitches was the biggest thing for me, just executing uh, when I needed to. Um, you know, I, each start is the goal to go out there and pitch every inning. Um, the past few outings, I haven't really reached any any outs past the sixth. So, you know, I was really looking to go deep into this game and get back on the right track and get my feet set right, moving in a good direction. Um, you know, and last night was so much fun, and 
Birdo behind the plate called an incredible game and, you know, just controlled the tempo of it, and I just really followed his lead. It comes at a time where the Indians need wins. They, they need to win out here and, and play good baseball the rest of the way to try and get into the postseason. You're a part of that. And we talked earlier about expectations and how that has helped some of the younger pitchers coming up, yourself and Aaron Savali. Explain that, that theory about the expectations that you feel you have to live up to and how that's helpful. Yeah, I think, um, you know, just the roles that we've had to take from the guys who were there previous to us, you know, just how special they are as players. Um, and for us to be able to work and get get up to this position and, you know, take take that role in, in the full stride and have the responsibility of being prepared and being consistent, um, something we definitely take pride in. Um, you know, I think it just comes down to executing and being prepared. Um, that's where it starts. Each week we, we work and prepare for each start. Um, and then the game time comes, and it's really about executing your pitches and controlling what you can and uh, letting the results play themselves out. And is that feeling something that, that started when you began your season at AA? You knew about the, the pitchers up here and what they expected, or, or did it happen when you got here and you saw them on a day-to-day -day basis? It's really organizationally we've had just such a high expectation I think in in a positive way you know it's not like there's pressure it's more of you see the guys who are there before you you know you see Corey Kluber and Carlos Carrasco and Clevenger and Bauer and those guys and Salazar and even you know all those starting pitchers that we've had and how special that group has been last year with the four guys who went 200-200 is you know something that baseball's never seen and just to be in in this rotation you know just the expectation for ourselves have, have to raise and I think um for other people who look at our team, they, they should still keep in high expectation for us, even though we're not those guys, because we were developed by the guys who helped develop them. And, you know, it's just, it all grows from the tree, and we've all just kind of been having our nose to the ground and just getting to work and really just put on the gas. And uh, for this last month of the season, it's, it's definitely very important, you know, for us to be prepared and just to go out there and give it our best and as sharp as we can, um, give our team the best chance to win. Zach Plezak joining us, a, a shutout last night. Did uh, Was there any hesitation thinking that you might not come out for the ninth inning as your pitch count got up there a little bit? Yeah, there's definitely that in the back of my head, that thought. Um, but, you know, that I was there. I was ready to pitch. Um, came after the eighth. You know, Tito had asked me if basically how I felt and wanted me to make a smart decision going back out for the ninth, just, you know, moving forward uh, the rest of the season. He wanted to make sure, too, I'm in a good position where I'm feeling healthy and feeling strong and, basically looking for any regression to show sign that I shouldn't go back out there and I told him you know I felt really good and I was ready to take on the ninth and he basically okayed it um, let me go back out there and get the last three outs all right we'll close with this um, obviously your uncle Dan a, a big influence in your life and he had some good years in the major leagues 18 of them mm -hmm. 158 saves he made 14 starts never threw a shutout so you got that on him in the offseason <laughs> no yeah I'll make sure he knows about that and make sure he knows about that. It was cool. I think uh, one of the special moments of yesterday, too, was um, how he was on the pregame of the show, and then I was on the postgame doing the interview, and it was just cool because, you know, he started off and I finished, and we just joked about how he's supposed to be the closer, you know, and I'm supposed to be the starter. Um, but uh, it's just good fun, man, and just to be able to talk to those guys that like Jim told me and them last night on, on, the, on the air and just, um, just enjoy that moment. Um, in that game last night and the atmosphere was great good energy um, at a great ballpark it was just special for me
I know it's a memorable moment in what has been a, a really good season, and I'm, I'm sure more to come. Zach, thanks for coming by. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, some good stuff there from Zach Plesak just talking about why the Indians have such a high standard for their young pitchers and how that helps those young pitchers have success at the major league level. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll hear from another of the Indians' fine starting pitchers, Mike Clevenger, when we return after this break on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Set by Plesak. Here's the pitch. Swung on, grounded into the shift. Freeman is there, the second baseman in shallow right. Throws on to first in time for the out, and the side is retired. 8-0. Drive leading. We head to the eighth. Plesak's been tremendous. Get pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, what's that look on your face? Defeat? You want to save more money? Then start playing as a team. Bundle home and auto with Progressive. That's how you win big savings. What? You need music to get pumped? Let's do this. Hold on, I'm going to turn it up. That's too loud. Yeah, that's better. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Down the 2-2. Swing and a weak fly ball. Center field. Allen is coming in. And that ends up being a 1-2-3 inning for Clevenger. Clevenger's only made 94 pitches through seven innings. And he is simply overmatching this Tiger ball club. Again, the payoff pitch. Strike three called on a breaking ball that froze him. Clevenger will finish the day with eight shutout innings and ten strikeouts. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Always fun to catch up with Indian starting pitcher Mike Clevenger. He got the win last Sunday against the Twins in Minneapolis, his 11th win of the season. Gave the Indians a big series win, part of an outstanding road trip for the Tribe. And he says it wasn't easy against a tough Minnesota lineup. No, I mean, it was a, kind of a battle. I mean, I just uh, kind of got bailed out by my changeup. I mean, that's probably the best it's been all year. Something that kind of clicked and uh, got me out of a lot of tough situations with those lefties. And you mentioned changeup, and I know that's a pitch that, that you've worked on as, as your fourth best pitch. How encouraging is it when, when that comes around like that? No, I mean, that's, I mean, that's why you have four of them. And it's not, you never really, I mean, you always want all four to be working when you go out there, but it's never usually a scenario. So having those backup plans and, you know, in place to kind of, you know, uh, cover your butt if other things aren't working out, it's a good thing. And when it is a, a pitch that, obviously, a fastball, slider, curve are good, uh, when it is one you're working on, how do you know when, when it's something you can use in a game that can really help you? You <laughs> throw it in the game, and then uh, the hitters let you know pretty quick whether or not it can be used again. <laughs> lineup for the Twins, uh, I know yesterday they, they had some missing pieces, but still a very strong lineup. Uh, so a, a game that you get up for maybe more so than most because of, of the challenges there, or, or do you try and keep it the same every time? No, I mean, I obviously uh, like those kind of big games, and obviously when you're playing them and they're ahead of you, it gives you a little extra edge. 
uh, I think maybe the the cold, rainy weather kind of kept us in check emotionally, though. But uh, no, you're always a little bit more jazzed up about these. You look at, at where the Indians are right now. There's 18 to go. Uh, hanging in there. Postseason certainly is, is there for the taking. Mindset for this team, not even game to game, but within the game. What is it, and, and why has it been especially effective here down the stretch? Yeah, I feel like we're just right now just trying to win, win each inning, win each at bat. You know, and when you're on the mound, you're trying to win each pitch. And you know, the more you can stay in that kind of mindset, I think the better off we're going to be in the long haul. I mean, uh, like I said, all we can do is win. If you win each pitch, win each at bat, you can win each game, and that's kind of what we need to do right now. Fun to be in, in this type of race, especially considering the, the last couple of years, the uh, team was just kind of waiting to, to wrap up a division. No, yeah, I mean, it's uh, obviously a little more anxiety, but, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, I wish we were on the other end of this uh, <laughs> lead, but, uh, no, it's still a lot of fun trying to, you know, catch them. How about your season? I, I know a big goal of yours is, is the 200 innings when you go into a year, and, and that can't happen this year for, for reasons earlier in the season, but uh, how do you look at it now as you head down the stretch here, the type of season that you've had and, and are still looking to have down the stretch? Oh, I mean, I think especially coming back from the injuries that, that – you know, 200 trying to be durable for the team. All I can do is go out there and, like I said, try to win each inning. I'm out there, and uh, that's what we need right now. And I think it's kind of keeping me in check, and not even have to think about you know my next start or even the next inning because uh, we're in this race right now. So every inning you're just trying to you know keep the scoreboard uh, with you on top. And strength-wise, you you feeling strong heading down the stretch here? Yeah, I mean, I feel this would probably be right around my uh, normal All-Star break. Innings-wise, so now I'm still feeling pretty fresh. And you mentioned that, but you seem to get stronger second half anyway, whether you have a lot of innings or, or the innings that you have this season. And I know you talk so much about what you do in the off season and, and how you prepare for a season. What about between starts? What, what are some of the keys there that keep you strong down the stretch? I think it's just uh, really listening to your body. You paying attention to what uh, deficiencies you had. Like I look at what, not just what pitch wasn't working, but uh, whether my lower health felt a little you know groggy then I know maybe I need to deload on the weights and next week a little bit take it down a notch or you know I'm feeling pretty fresh I can get after a little bit more just really listening in and uh you know taking care of what you need to off the field and you're part of a starting rotation that once again with some different pitchers mm -hmm. has been really really good and a strength of this team uh your role in that as one of the veterans now which you don't have a whole lot of time in the big leagues but you're a veteran now uh do you help out some of the younger guys like Zach please Zach and Aaron Savali yeah, I know. We're, I mean, we're, we're always talking back and forth. And uh, that's one thing I noticed about Savali from day one. He was always in there watching film, whether it was uh, during my outing, watching me, see what I'm doing to the hitters, seeing how I'm getting into my back leg and making balls spin or asking questions. And then, you know, I'll shoot stuff off him. I'll see him go through a sequence, anything the police sack out on the mound and be like, listen, like, this is why you should have done this. Or like the other day, trying to remind police sack, like, look who's on deck. You know, when you got a lefty, you know, tying run on third base and you got a righty on deck who's an eight-hole hitter, like, you got to, you know, kind of pay attention to those things. Just So I think that's kind of where, I guess, the quote-unquote veteran, which is a really funny term for me right now, uh, comes into play. Has anyone else called you a veteran? No. <laughs> no. Maybe we'll say, how about a uh, seasoned pitcher, seasoned young yeah. pitcher? Seasoned. Um, all right, so you're off this week uh, here in Anaheim, the, the three games you'll get back at it against the Twins. What do you do in, in a series where, where you're not pitching? How much of a help can you be to the other pitchers? I mean, the same thing, just, you know, paying attention to what they're doing, how they're sequencing hitters, and, uh, you know, if I see anything in their mechanics that look out, like, out of place from their use, then, uh, you know, I talk to them, or, you know, we all kind of sit there and watch, and we'll talk to each other.
Well, it's working great. Certainly the starters have been a big key. Mike, thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. That's Indian starting pitcher Mike Clevenger having some kind of year interrupted by injury, but when he's been healthy, man, he has been something else. Cy Young quality this season from Mike Clevenger. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks so much for tuning in, as always. Brian Matze putting together our show back at Command Center, his great work. And until next week, when we join you from right here in downtown Cleveland, nice long homestand going for the Indians. We'll have Tribe Talk next weekend from right here at Progressive Field. This is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. And, boy, you can't have enough veterans that have been there, done that, in critical games down the stretch. The Indians have more of those than do the Twins. We'll see if that pays off. Now the set, the 1-1. Quig lines a base hit to left center. We'll soon have a tie game. Here comes Mercado. We are tied at two. Yasiel Puig gets a standing O as he rips a game-tying single to left center. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.